0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the seclusion of British Columbia, an inherited hotel conceals a hideous secret that may destroy those who now own it. Will the new owners survive their own petty jealousies or be consumed by Hotel Hill? Join us in this Call of Cthulhu miniseries with Becca playing Deborah, Monica playing Dan, Quinn playing Jared, Tillman playing Christie, and Chris as the keeper of the arcane lore. If you'd like to contact us or find links to our Discord and Patreon, you can find us on Twitter at Twin Underscore Cities Underscore PTM. We hope you enjoy. So let's see here. Let's go ahead, and we will talk about Deborah and Christie. So Deborah and Christie. Jared was kind enough to ask you all to go and to look at the
1: furniture. Seems on you guys. So do we actually like in character have a floor plan?
0: Yep, you have that picture I sent you guys uh, in the Discord. That That's the actual floor plan that you guys see as players that you guys have. It's an old brochure floor plan.
1: Okay, so I would have pulled that out and maybe I have like a picture of it on my phone because we probably only have one paper copy. And I, like, hold it out in front of us. Okay, so uh, how do we want to approach this?
2: I think if we start off in the dining room and kind of work with the bigger areas first, and then we can move our way into the bedrooms and see what the bedroom situations are like.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you guys
0: make a right into the dining room. It smells fucking horrible. It smells bad. they like, rank. There's flies that just are all over the place. You just... just Flying about in there, landing on different stuff in the dining room, like different sheets. Let's go ahead and both give me a spot hidden roll. I
1: passed six under 25.
2: And I got 57 out of 60.
0: Yay, grill power. So you guys are walking in there, and you see the dining room is somewhat rather large, it's almost two times the size of the reception area. And as you're walking along the floor, like, God, it smells in here, all these flies. And it's just really hot in the room. Like, it looks like it hasn't been aired out in such a long time. And then you see, like, this trail of blood. And you see that it smears on the floor. It looks like it's been smeared and, like, something was dragged underneath
1: one of the tables where there's, like, a sheet overhanging it. Go ahead. Scene's on you guys. So I don't want to lift that. I already had my encounter with rats today.
2: I mean, gosh. Okay. Let's take a look. Let's hope it's just some wait, crappy wild wait. i wait,
0: kicked kick the table. You kick the table and it rattles and some flies that come off the top and then they resettle on the table again and start walking around on the table.
1: Okay, that was the, the idiot check. I don't know. <laughs> no rats, I
2: guess? I'm assuming we didn't see anything scurry out from underneath.
1: Nope, not at all. I just saw
0: the flies lift up from the top of the table and just kind of settle back down.
2: Well, Deborah with her no-nonsense management style. So she'll take one part of the sheet and then she'll pull it away, pulling herself away just to take in the whole thing so we can see what's underneath.
0: So you pull the sheet and you see the flies that kind of swarm off as you yank it and you see under the table this raccoon, a dead raccoon. It's on its back, but you see this long cut along its stomach and you see that all those innards have kind of fallen out. You see the gray of the intestines and you see that They've kind of dried up a little bit, but you see maggots are also on there too. And they're just like moving like a solid white mask along the bottom of its fur. Uh, Let's see here. Do any of you have any medical or veterinary or hunting kind of skills? Any of you two on your character sheet?
2: I have first aid.
1: What's your score of first
0: aid? 30%.
2: 70% in
1: first aid. I'll have you both roll your first aid, please. It's my best skill and I
0: fail. Three out of 30%. Wow, good job. That was almost a critical success there. So, Deborah, you are looking at the wound and you realize, because you were like, there's a lot of nights before you're coming here where you're on your iPad in bed before you guys moved, looking up the wildlife in the area. you were a little, whatever feelings, worried about bears and worried about other predators. And you look at the cut on the stomach and you realize the cut isn't a clean cut like it would have been if it was a bear or a predator that has claws. Rather, the cut looks jagged, almost like nails kind of like were gripping at it from a hand or something and kind of ripped it open a little bit. And as you are sitting there looking at that, all of a sudden you hear a... Da, 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 and you like start hearing music playing as someone had turned on a radio out kind of out in the reception area. It might have been one of the workers. You're like, hey, welcome to Fox News Radio again. Holy shit, is the world losing its goddamn fucking mind? Not only on top of the fucking random sinkhole they had where fucking now that volcanoes are erupting in Saipan. When was the last time a fucking volcano erupted in Saipan? I don't fucking know, Greg. Well, fucking look that shit up. It's insane. This is absolutely insane. What is going on right now? Holy cow. Well, as always, let's get you back to the great tunes of the 70s. And hear doot, 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 do, as music starts playing again, as you guys are both looking at this dead raccoon right now in silence. Go ahead, see on you guys.
2: There's that startled... What the hell sound was that? Look at Chrissy. And that's an interesting radio station.
1: I wasn't really following. Um, what do we do with this, though? And do we get rid of this table?
2: Deborah will actually, like, now that we know that it's not anything alive under the table, we'll kind of raise each leg of the table and kind of just test it a little bit. Oh, table seems solid, but we should get rid of the raccoon. And maybe open up the windows, get some air coming in here. I, I'm i getting ready to just spew right now.
1: Okay, you take care of the windows. I'll go grab a shovel and a plastic bag or something.
0: All right, so now we will cut to Jared. You see Dan made a left, walked away. You see Deborah and Christy kind of silently moving to the right, going into the dining room area, and you make your way straight into the office. What's going on in your mind right now when you see these two different groups walk away and you are on your own?
3: His first thought is, okay, let's just hope they actually get the work done and nobody gets attacked by any more rats or each other. Okay, so let's see what the basement's like.
0: Before you go into the basement, you walk into this office. So you're standing in the office and you are looking around. You see that there's a desk there and you see that there's this bell system. You see it says one, two, three, four, five, six, like above the desk. So you're looking at this old desk that has like all these old papers that are like stacked across it, okay? The office is both cluttered with all manner of dusty junk scattered about on desks, piled up on the floor and in drawers and pigeonholes. Mostly it's boxes of old ceramics, bills and paper ledgers, dried up ink and so on. Uh, You see also above the desk that there are, these bells that are seem to be hanging there. And you see that the bells each have like a line. looks like a wire. And you look up along the wall and you see the wire goes into the ceiling. And you kind of figure that these are probably for different rooms that where someone can pull a string and you hear ding, 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 something like that. But then when you look, you're like, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. Look at your map and you're like, there's only six rooms on here. But then you see a seventh one. As you're staring at the seventh, you see the bell go ding, 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 ding. And then it stops. Okay. Probably just
3: raccoons. Yes. Yes. Just just wildlife. It's it's nothing.
0: Just nothing. Yeah. But that seventh bell. What does that seventh bell go to? That's crazy. Huh? Yeah. So also you'll see that throughout the room, there are some ledgers. It looks like. And yellowing guest books that go all the way back from 1863. And you see one that says like 1907. That is also on there. I'll,
3: I'll poke through some of them just to you know, see if there's any like good photos they can put up and say, hey, you know, look, look at the historic thing we had. Know, President Rutherford B. Hayes or something in there.
0: This is starting to feel like The Shining a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to have you roll a library use roll, please. All right.
3: 99 out of 45.
0: Oh, geez. Critical failure. So as you're looking through, you are going through these ledgers and you're moving around and you start smelling like this mold. And then you're like, what the fuck? And you sit there and you realize that as you are touching a lot of these books and you're trying to move them, that the paper's all crimpling up. And you're like, oh shit, fuck. And you see like some of the paper falling out of the books. And you see that you lift up another book and you see paper unbinds from it and kind of falls. And you're like, shit. And you realize you're mixing up all these records from like all these different years. And now you're just looking at this pile of paper that's in front of this box. And you have no idea how you're ever going to sort this out. And you see the notes are just kind of lost to, to this destruction now. And you realize you just bungled it up.
3: Well, old, old, old papers, anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just old. Ding. Is it, is it the seventh room?
1: Yeah.
0: Ding, ding.
3: <laughs> He'll just sort of reach up and just hold the bell with his hand. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's going to work. It's nothing.
0: Welcome to Fox News. Sirius FM radio you hear coming from the basement. Holy shit. Holy shit, this is insane. I can't believe that's happened again. Now Russia is a state of emergency following the eruption of a volcano with them. How many goddamn volcanoes are going to come up this way is going on with these volcanoes? I have no idea, Chug. It says uh, the, the volcano is, is part of this Pacific ring of fire? Have you fucking heard about this thing? No, I haven't heard about this thing. Yeah, it's really starting to go like really crazy. I guess it's like this ring that goes around like the globe. It kind of goes into like Canada America and Russia. It's like this ring around the ocean. It's fucking insane. Let me go ahead and get a academics role from you there, Jared. I don't have academics. Okay, hold on. I gotta look up the skill. Let me see you hear it. Let's do it, history.
3: Alright. I'm gonna spend five luck to bring me to 35.
0: Okay. So you are like... That Pacific Ring of Fire, where did I fucking hear that from? And you're thinking for a second as you're looking at this messed up pile of paper and you're like, Pacific Ring of Fire. And you're like, oh shit. And you're starting to think and you're like, the Hobo Mountain, that used to be a volcano. I remember seeing that when I fucking got the information about this place. Oh shit. When you were Googling this place and you thought this was a scam at first until you like got contacted by the company, the partnership company that actually gave you this information. And you realize that fucking mountain is a dormant Volcano, and that's part of this Pacific Ring of Fire, that kind of hits you as you hear the music start coming again from that radio station down behind that door that goes down into the basement. What's going on in your head right now? Okay, don't know how far like this mountain is from the hotel. The mountains are only about like a mile or two. It's one of the big features here that you're by a mountain. You and Christy had drinks. Maybe you didn't really quite tell Deborah that, but you had a drink talking about your plan. And she was going to say how she was going to take all these people hiking on the mountain and do like yoga on some of the mountain and kind of have this nature retreat. When you were like decide how you're going to do this with your lesbian friend,
3: Volcano okay, mountains, uh, it's, it's no way, no, it's, it's can't right? It's they don't work that volcanoes. It's okay. It's oh camped. hey,
0: how's it going? You hear as the door opens up and you're kind of like shocked for a second as you see like Brian standing at the door. I was just going to come and get you, man. <sighs> well, okay, you okay? Crap out of me. Well, I'm sorry. He's just see for a second. He looks at you kind of like up and down. He's like, you okay?
3: Yeah, sorry.
0: You've been drinking water?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, what do you want to
0: say? I'd like to bring you down here to the basement real quick. I kind of want to show you something my people came across.
3: All right, yeah, show me.
0: All right. You start stepping down these wooden steps that lead down into the basement. You can smell the dampness when you get down into there right away you can just like oh god it smells like mold and mildew and it just kind of has this like ranked smell to it and you hear talking of two individuals as they're like standing down then they got rubber boots on you're kind of standing on the steps right now so you don't go too deep into the water and as you get down the steps you see to the right that there's a area where like normally wood would be stored like if this was not flooded they would have kept like firewood you see this metal barrel floating in the water on the opposite wall and you see to the left that there are these old movie posters from like 30s you know that are on the wall and you see one of the folks that are workers w- looking at brian waiting for brian to say something brian's like so your leak is behind this wall right here uh and if you want us to run power and then we're gonna have to like fix this leak and pump this water out eventually and bring a pump down so we wanted to find out before anything if, if it's okay if we get this wall down so we can go ahead and fix this leak or what you yeah want to yeah do yeah, like yeah. Go,
3: go right ahead yeah Okay, the leak is that, walls gonna be ruined anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what we're kind of worried about here. So, yeah, uh, uh, do you want to stick by and keep an eye on while we do see what the leak yeah, is coming yeah, from? Yeah,
3: Just All right. All right. see what the damage is,
0: and you see him just go in motion. The one, the guy, the guy like nods his head and everything. So the guy takes a sledgehammer that's kind of like leaning on the on the steps and start just whacking on it. And you see the other one takes a sledgehammer and they're both lacking on this wall. And you see like a chunk of bricks are starting to fall into the water and plop in the water as you're standing there, staring at them working. And I need you to roll me a power roll, please. I got 23 out of 60. As you're standing there, you're staring at this wall and you're just kind of processing everything that's been going on. And you find yourself like losing yourself into the rhythm of the hammer, ding, hitting the wall, and a little bit more brick falls in the water, ding, and the next hammer hits. And you just find yourself, I don't want to say drowsing, but you kind of find yourself lost in the cadence of these hammers. And you start hearing behind you. Whoa. And I need you to roll me a sanity roll, please.
1: Uh...
0: 30 out of 60. So you take one sanity point loss as you're like hearing this noise and you're looking around. And you hear Brian go, hey, buddy. Hey, you need to sit down. You're looking kind of faint there. You've been drinking water. Uh, I'll take a water. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. And you see him like kind of hand you this water bottle that he had. There's like a Walmart 12 pack of water sitting on the steps there for him. His worker, working. Tosses you one. Need you roll me a spot hidden, please. 91, I failed. Okay. You see like this dinking going on more and more. And as you're sitting there drinking the water, you see a big chunk fall. And you see when the guy says something in a native language and they stop. And you see Brian say something back to them. And then he like kind of walks into the water and he's looking. And he's like, hey, you might want to check this out. This is pretty crazy here. And he motions for you. He's like, there's some boots right there. And he motions to like an extra pair of boots. Throw those on. You might want to see this. Wow. What is this?
3: Yeah. I throw them on and go check it out.
0: And as you like go up, you kind of wash into the water and you see where this two foot diameter of the wall of the brick has came down. You see there's like paint on the wall behind there and you see it looks like a ocean wave that's in the middle there, but it's definitely paint. He's like, this is pretty crazy. They, they got some mural. Did you hear anything about a mural down here or something? Uh, no, no. Uh,
3: yeah, I guess try to see if you can avoid, you know, smashing the painting in if to get this wall down. It could be good for the lobby or something.
0: Yeah, for sure. And emotions, and they go ahead and they keep hitting the wall. And as you see, as they're hitting the wall, you see more in the upper right of those murals start showing up. At first you see, it looks like like plains grass or like dead grass or something. And as more comes out, you're starting to see, it looks like a village almost like a, like, there's like straw huts. And you see that there looks like to be like native people and they're like on the ground. And they're like, looks like they're vomiting and convulsing on the ground as it's going on. We're going to cut to Dan. So Dan, you are walking... After looking at these books, you're walking through the the trading post into the reception area, and you see Christy walking out with like this look of disgust as you guys are both in the reception area
1: right now. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. What's the matter?
4: Find another rat? Raccoon. Hey, found one of those myself.
1: Great. Do you think we have a shovel and plastic bags or something like that?
4: Oh, uh, well, right here, I've got a portion of a shovel, if you want that.
1: A, a portion?
4: got some broken brooms and half a shovel in here if you're interested is that really all we have in here i mean you may want to ask the boss man to dig through some boxes and see if he can find you a shovel
1: oh god that would take forever (laughs) i guess i take the broken broom
4: uh if you don't want to get your nails dirty i can help you out up to you
1: uh well i'm not squeamish but i'm not you know looking forward to touching the dead raccoon holy shit new zealand is hit what the fuck is going on over there in New
0: Zealand? Chuck, I have no fucking idea what's going on in New Zealand. All I know is that they're like, people are fucking dying there. Like, is it the fucking plague? I have no fucking idea. All I know is people are leaving New Zealand like it's insane. And the poor fucking natives there. Like, what the hell? They're just like, peace out. You guys are dying. We're getting out of here. We're moving on to proper mainland there in Europe. What the fuck is going on with this place? As you guys hear, it shakes you out of your conversation for a moment there. Go ahead. It seems back on you guys. What is this stupid news station?
4: Uh, Wondering that myself. Seems like they just let any old imbecile be a radio host these days. I don't know what the hell station these locals have on, but seems like everybody's just dying left and right. Is that some trucker private radio thing? Sounds like some doomsday crap. Why don't they just put some music on? Who wants to work to this shit?
0: We're going to cut to... Debra, Debra, you're opening up the windows and you know, you have one, the satellite phones that you and Jared had in case of emergency. I mean, this is your establishment. You're both technically bosses in a way. So you have the satellite phone that kind of has spotty reception, but you feel it vibrate. It's looks like a shape of like older cell phone, you know, from the early two thousands where it's like kind of flip or whatever, but you feel it vibrate, which usually means that a call has come through or you missed a call and you didn't have satellite connection at the time, you know, and it's letting you know, or like a text message or something to that extent.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll take the satellite phone out, kind of look at the display screen and try to figure out what's going on. You
0: see it's a text message and you recognize the number right away as your mother. And your mother has always kind of had this she loves you to death. You know, she's kind of not too keen on the fact that you went off with your husband in the middle of British Columbia, you know, to start this hotel. So, she's always been kind of like a little worrywart. She was like, "Oh, make sure you have Bear mace, bear spray for if a bear gets to you. Don't leave your food around where you sleep. All this stuff that you know. But you see a message come up there and she's like, hey, is everything okay there? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I know that mountain by you used to be a volcano. Bunch of volcanoes are going off. No idea what's going on, but it just made me think of you. I love you, sweetums. Uh, if you need anything, just send me a message. And remember, stick through here. You got to be the strong one in the marriage like you always are, okay? So I love you. Just send me a message, let me know you're okay.
2: So she stares at it for a moment and you know, it's just like it's that long text. So you're like, oh but then um I'll I'll send something short like, Yeah, we're doing fine, love you, mom, and just leave it at that. But um with the volcano being brought up specifically, I don't know how well I can look this up, but you know, I wonder if there's some seismic activity going on in this area. We're really close to a mountain, so Deborah doesn't really know if it's active by any means. So she'll just kind of see if she can look up some quick information. Cause if it's a safety thing, we need to get moving.
0: So you're trying to get data on your satellite phone right now. And you're like trying to Google or whatever. And you know, you looked up this mountain before you came here and it's not an active volcano. It's been like dormant for thousands of years. As far as you know, I mean, it's a mountain. It's literally a mountain that used to be a volcano, but as you're trying to get signal on your cell phone, you're not really having the best of luck. Or on the satellite phone, you're trying to get data signal. And it's just not coming through at all right now as you're by the window trying to get it. And when you're sitting there, you hear a noise upstairs. It sounds like it's something fell upstairs above you.
2: Well, and Deborah jumps a little bit and she looks upstairs and thinks, what's above me? It's one of the bedrooms, right? Yep. <sighs> and there wasn't anything like it's just weird to her maybe something broke up there finally maybe it's just one of the furniture so she's starting to rationalize it because it's kind of a weird and you know it's kind of the morning time so houses and especially old places like this will do that creaking as the house expands and in the morning from the morning heat and whatnot so she's she's just starting to come up with a rationale for what's what's going on and
0: Of course, yeah, I would too, definitely. So as you're sitting there rationalizing it, Dan and Christy, you walk back into the dining room and you see Deborah putting her phone all like on the side of her hip. Go ahead, scenes
1: on you guys. Right, Dan, you you hold open the plastic bag, I get the dead thing.
4: All right, you wanna do the dirty work? Fine by me. Dan's gonna grab the bag, walk up to the raccoon, look at the entrails just hanging out and saying, oh, that's pretty nasty.
1: I really just don't want you to drop it on me. And uh, Christy tries to uh, scoot it over onto the shovel and into the plastic bag.
0: Deborah, what are you feeling right now when you see Dan cleaning up this raccoon? Are you acting how you were acting earlier around him? Or how are you acting? Not saying that Christy will notice, but what are your manners and what are you thinking right now?
2: Deborah is super appreciative that she doesn't have to do anything with the raccoon. Like, she doesn't want to get anywhere near it. it. kind of just creeps her out, period. And she doesn't really know Dan well enough to have feelings one way or the other, I think, which is what you're trying to get at. So if anything, it's just that, oh, he's doing something nice. She appreciates maybe maybe he's a, he's a really good guy.
0: Okay, yeah. So nothing like earlier where Christy, if she rolled the uh, psychology, would notice like any kind of like, oh, there's something there. Not like how Jared kind of maybe noticed something like that before.
2: I mean, we're, we're talking about dealing with the dead raccoon carcass. There's not yeah. going to be any emotional, <laughs> romantic, anything going on right now. Oh, that's yeah, just gross. Sure.
0: Yeah, that's just, ew, <laughs> that's some <laughs> weird shit. Dan, are you taking the, the raccoon out to, outside of the dumpster? And what are you two doing if he does
4: do that? Are you going with them? Or are you staying inside? Well, I figured Christy. Seems to really want to be the lead on this. So, as soon as the raccoon flops with all its entrails and maggots into the bag, Dan's just going to hand it to her.
1: So, you're going to go outside, Christy, with it? Uh, Dan, you said there was a second one?
4: I already handled that one. Oh, okay. Wait, there's more than one? Yeah, I found this raccoon dead near the lobby. It was just kind of looked just like this one on its back, you know, covered in maggots. Part of its face, luckily, had been torn out by something. I don't know.
1: I'm assuming we have like a predator of some sorts that brings the seer.
2: I mean, I don't know a ton about animals, but um, <laughs> this is...
0: You hear it from upstairs. Sound like something fell upstairs again.
2: The hell was that? Uh, well, it, that wasn't the first time that happened.
1: Maybe the thing is in the house upstairs? You know, I the... thought
2: everybody was
4: in the basement. Are there any workers up there?
1: I mean the bobcat or whatever that keeps killing raccoons. It's one fat bobcat. That reminds
0: you of that role you had, Deborah, where you're like, that wasn't done by a bobcat. You're thinking about, you know, the how you noticed the wounds.
2: Well, and that's what she was getting ready to say, right as the the drop happened, and like she, spiritually speaking, jumped out of her skin, and she's just like all oh, creeped out right now. Mm, not that I know much about animals, but. That's, no, there can't, this can't be the work of an animal. It would be all chewed up and nothing but a carcass, pretty much. From an animal standpoint, these raccoon, or at least this raccoon, still has all its goodies on it.
1: Ugh. Oh, I was assuming the cat killed it just because it could, and then it was too large to eat it, so it put it away. They do that so all the it, time with so birds. So then it
4: goes out and kills another one and does the same thing? That makes no sense. They do
1: it all the time with birds.
4: Do you know how feisty raccoons are? It's one thing to kill, you know, a a budgie or something, but to straight up grab a raccoon that's got more teeth than a nose.
0: You hear like, sounds like furniture's moving, being moved upstairs. We'll cut to Jared. Please don't take me being rude by doing stuff while you guys are talking. I'm trying to build the mood here. I'm not trying to cut anyone off. I hope no one thinks I am. I just realized it may come across that way. We get it. We get it. Okay, cool, cool. Jared, you see more of this mural coming up, but then you hear a ding ding
3: ding ding ding. You guys hear that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah boss. And you see, as one of them stops, as you see more of this mural coming out, he's like, I, I hear it's coming up from up there. Is it one of those bell systems for a room or what? Uh, d-
3: don't worry about it, probably just uh, some you know, bobcat or something, a raccoon, whatever. The- Something you know, just chew on the wires—it's
0: it's nothing. And you see, they're now on like the far right of the mural. They're below that image that you saw, of like looks like locals puking or dying of something. You see that there is this huge hole. It looks like that is in this ground. And it looks like an area of the city. Give me a, another history roll, please. Ooh, seven out of thirty. Seven out of thirty. You see, recognize, like that's that's L.A. That's probably Commerce City yeah i know that area you're like wait what the fuck and you're looking at the drawing and you're like that's like modern day la that's not like when was this done you know like you're looking at the you know at this painting and it's been underneath like this brick it, like could have this been done and bricked up recently or but you see like it looks like there's a sinkhole and you see like cars are falling into the sinkhole okay ding 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 ding
3: okay you want that's it that's it that's it i'm going i'm seeing what the hell is making that bell
0: as you go stomping up the stairs you just hear mumbling from like the three people that are down there and you get up and you look and uh out of character i was wrong with the room numbers so you see on there it goes one through one through 11 but you know that there's no seventh bedroom on the map you know that that you have but you just hear that you know you see the number seven going ding, ding 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 and i need you to give me a sanity roll please
3: 89 out of 59
0: so i need you to roll me one d4 please three three so you lost three sanity
3: i'm the 56 all right
0: uh when he, he sees he's disturbed by the really he just rips just rips the bell off the wall. Dan, you see that as you walk by. Or you guys were talking, right? Or you guys, as you guys are sitting there talking, you hear a ding, 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 ding. And you hear the bell like hit the ground and you just hear the sound stop. And you hear a familiar breathing, deep breath, Deborah, You recognize to be your frustrated husband, like it come it coming from the office. It echoes throughout the reception area into the dining room table, you know, go ahead and on you guys.
2: Deborah will make eye contact with Christy and Dan real quick. And just kind of the, I'll be right back and heads over to go talk with her honey buddy.
0: When you walk around the office, you see him and he looks at you and there's a second where like, you're like Oh shit. Like he's sweating a little bit. He looks a little paler than normal. And his eyes look really intense right now as he's looking at you.
2: You okay, babe? Yeah,
3: yeah, just, just, uh, tired. So yeah, I think there's some kind of animal up up on the second floor. or something. There's in one of the rooms somewhere. Uh,
2: yeah, we were, we were just in the dining room and it sounds, I mean, something's going on up there. And yeah, it, I guess it didn't make sense that it'd be an animal. We were hearing some movement up there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go check it out. If you want to come with me, that's that's fine. Just
2: So I'm assuming in our gear, did we actually bring weapons since we're kind of out in the wilderness and, you know, having to deal with wild animals?
0: Hey, they actually address that in the book. If a player asks and the answer is yes, you could say you have like a hunting rifle, you know, with you or something to that extent.
2: Okay. Uh, hey, Jared, I'm going to go grab um, the the rifle real quick, just in case it is an animal or, you know, whatever's going on. We just, we don't want to try to get it out. Let's just, let's just kill it and move on.
3: Yeah. Why not?
0: All right. Give me one second here. Sorry. All right. Deborah, you go walking out the reception area, uh, you go to where the tent's at, and you know there's an outhouse where you kept all your material, but you know you kept the hunting rifle. And we'll even say like you grew up learning how to shoot. You know, your father taught you how to shoot and everything like that. So you pretty, like, firmly go and get this hunting rifle, and you look off into the horizon where, like, the car came from. And it's about, like, 11 right now, I'd say, like, 10 or 11. And you see, like, it looks like off in the distance. It looks like silhouettes. It's quite a ways away, but you're like squinting into the, like you know, covering covering your eyes as you stand there. You feel the breeze kind of going through your hair. You hear the wind going through the the leaves of this tree that you guys camped under, and you see it looks like they're they're slowly walking this way, but they're off quite a ways. Like it, at that rate, it's gonna take them a while to get here.
2: She makes note of that. Now she's like getting the rifle out of the one of the trucks. She'll come back in. Hey, Jared, are we expecting anybody besides the workers? Um,
3: no. Why do you ask?
2: Well, it looks like there's some people down the road. I mean, and this is such an out-of-the-way place, I don't know why anybody would be coming here. It could
3: be backpackers walking through Canada.
0: Let's cut to Christy and Dan. You guys are standing in the room with this bag as you like hear the couple out there talking. Go ahead, scenes on you guys.
1: So unless we find another raccoon like right now, I no, I, I just I just get this outside, okay?
4: Yeah, just get it out. It's gonna stink up the whole place. It's stunk up the whole, you know, lobby area, so get it out. Um did you hear where the other two went? Because I kind of want to see why that Bobcat's moving furniture upstairs.
1: I don't know. Uh, didn't they just go into the lobby?
0: You can actually hear the footsteps now of Deborah stepping back into the lobby. And you hear like them talking muffly. You hear some like, people coming. You kind of hear like through the there. So you guys can go out there if you want to talk to them. Well, I'm heading outside. Yeah. Like, uh... Okay. You see Christy walking past with the trash bag, Deborah, as you're walking in with the hunting rifle. And you see she has the hunting rifle with her. You walk out with this bag and you see like this little mini dumpster that was set up for debris and you go toss it and you turn around and you look as you're walking back and you see the same thing she saw far at the distance. You can't even make out how many people you just see. It's like slowly you see like also like the humidity in the air is kind of causing that weird mirage vibe, you know, on the on the top of the rope. So you can't really quite make out too much as you see that also. And you hear the the
1: wind going through the tree leaves. So, Deborah, are you planning to shoot these folks?
2: No. The guns for the raccoon or the cougar upstairs or whatever we're, Whatever it is up there. Um, I was actually just talking with Jared. We're not expecting anybody besides the workers. I mean, I, they're local, so I guess we can ask them if people come through here.
0: You can hear this conversation, Dan, and choose to join it if you want to, by the way.
4: I think Dan is more curious about the noise upstairs, honestly. Doom.
0: You guys hear it too. The noise coming from upstairs now.
4: Dan's going to stick his head out and say, all right, I, I think I heard you guys talking about more workers coming, but that, that thing's making a whole lot of noise upstairs. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go check it out, all right? We're
0: right behind you. You guys are walking up the stairs, and you look ahead of you, and you see a bedroom door, number five. And you look to the left, and you look to the right, and you see a hallway that has bedrooms on both doors. Which way are you guys heading, or what's the plan right now? Go ahead, scenes on you guys.
2: Well, we heard the, the stomping and moving above the dining room, so I think we would go to the right.
0: Yeah, so you guys head right. I need you all to roll me a spot hidden roll, please. Yay,
1: my best skill. Yeah, I made it.
2: 75 out of 60.
1: Not. Yeah, the
4: rest I of us. I did not
2: make it.
1: We all failed. So, Jared, as
0: you're walking down the hall, and you guys all notice, Jared seems to be sweating a little bit more than usual. Like, he looks like he put in a hard, like, work into something. And you see him walking forward. He's kind of taking the lead. You see him listening for a second. He, like, seems to move his ears. But, Jared, you notice as you're looking ahead on the left, you see door number six. And you see there's, like, a long wall that goes along it. And you're, like, for a second, you look to the right, and you see, well, there's a room number 11. And then you look on that long wall and you notice the uh, opposite of room number 11 on the same side number six is on, the wall sticks out a little bit more.
3: I guess I'll sort of like feel along like the uh, raised part of the wall.
0: So as you go along the wall, you feel and you realize that this is like a false wall and you kind of push in a little bit under the drywall and you your hand goes through and you're like, oh, wait, there's a door there. And you kind of look back behind you and you guys see him doing this and you go six, 11, and then you look where you're at and you're like, this is fucking number seven. You start ripping the drywall a little bit and you see a number seven on there.
3: So this is where it was coming from.
0: You guys hear him say that.
2: Or what was coming from?
3: There was a bell ring. I thought it was an animal, but wait, the door was sealed. So how did they get... Must be rats. Must be, let's just crawl to the...
2: Um, yeah, rats see, or mice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Uh, let's check it out. Then he's going to see if he can open the door.
0: So you go to open it, and you turn the lock, and it doesn't open. Now, there's two things you can do, or anyone can do. You can try to use locksmith, if you guys have the locksmith skill. Or you can do a hard strength roll to see if you can make it through, which, again, you should see on your character sheets. Well, the hard strength is, I believe it's half your strength roll as a hard strength. I, I want to say, yeah, it's half your strength. So you can either try to use a locksmith, or you could try to roll half your strength to see if you can budge through the door. If All someone right. would like to try, which one are you? Uh, who is anyone going to try anything, or who's going to try? What? I'm
4: looking at my things. So. Uh,
0: I mean, hi. Dan's got a fifty
4: in locksmith. Well, Dan's a <laughs> Dan's very opportune time Dan to show those skills (laughs) all right let me make a roll 27 out of 50
0: nice so you see Dan walks up there and he kind of like he's not rude he kind of lets you try a little bit or I don't know do you let him do you like wait for Jared to be like I don't know what to do before you walk up the dude or do you kind of like budge him out of the way to do it
4: I mean he seems a little bit frazzled so Dan's gonna let him you know, have a couple goes, but then once it's, you know, it's obvious that, you know, the artist isn't getting any results. He's going to kind of be like, all right, come on, move aside. So, you know, a real man can get this done. (laughs) Oh
0: shit. Oh damn. Roll me a psychology Jared right now before he does that. As you see him like push you aside Four, I got it. you notice that so when he like <laughs> pushes you all the way and he starts like you see him he takes like this uh he has like a gerber tool you know a multi-tool and he kind of un- d- does a couple of like the screwdrivers or whatever And then you see him jamming in the door pops open and you all just see like jared staring daggers at like dan right now as dan like opens the door when the door opens up you see that the room within is a complete mess it, it appears that unlike the other rooms that kind of seem to have a lot of stuff taken out of them, this room seems to be left in its original state. You see that there's furniture that has sheets that are thrown all over it. You see that there's a dresser that is also there. You see a trunk with the initials j s that is on the foot of a bed there, and you see that there are a bunch of art supplies that are on a desk also along with some easels are those those are called easels that you can put like a canvas on and you see a bunch of paintings that are along the wall and you see stacks of paintings that are leaning against the wall too like a bunch of canvases so you see that there are some on the wall then there's some that are like leaning against the wall like a lot of art was done on here so what are you guys doing when you see this room as the door slowly opens up into it
3: he's looking for like where the uh bell would be like whatever's causing the ringing
0: you see the line goes Like along the wall to the desk where there's all these art supplies there. Are any of you going into the room or you all going into the room or how how you guys handling this right now?
4: Dan, since he opened the door, I figured he'd be the first one into the room.
0: Okay. Anyone else
3: going in also? Yeah, Jared will go in behind him and probably like uh like look go towards the desk so you places like a rat look through like the drawers and stuff.
0: Okay, and what are the two ladies doing? Are they staying in the hallway are they going in? I think I'm staying behind. Staying behind. Okay. And uh, what are you doing, uh, Deborah?
2: So Deborah has the rifle um, and she was anticipating shooting a larger animal. So uh, she's just kind of waiting on that because she doubts that the animal got into this room specifically. So she's just watching from the doorway at the moment as the two guys start looking through stuff.
0: Okay. Awesome. Dan and Jared, you see along the wall there are all these paintings that seem to be dark and somber, atmospheric paintings of the scenery that are around there. You see of this mountain, especially the Hobo Mountain seems to be like a big like, inspiration amongst all these. You see that there are some drawings, like self, look like self drawings, almost like someone was trying to draw themselves. They look like a Caucasian man with like shorter hair, and wild eyes, but he has this huge gash across his neck like he like his neck was cut and you see it's like this painting that's done with like watercolor so it has like this really like somber look to it let me get uh i want you both to give me a spot hit and roll please i fail okay
4: i fail as well
0: all right you see as you guys are looking around you start seeing that there's more paintings along the wall are they that are stacked you know like they're leaning they're like like 10 of them and there's like three piles of them that are leaning against the wall as you guys start looking through them you notice that there seems to be seven like bizarre paintings that are in there these paintings seem to be a hellish cross between surrealism and like frightening works of Bosque. most seem to be set upon a barren and gray landscape in which the eye and mouth are meddled into the terrain or sky. You see, across these scenes, the different paintings depict complex geometrical shapes and horrific beast-like demons cavorting and performing horrendous torture upon human-like figures. Star-headed devils saw men's head open while mermaid-like folks flay skin from the lines of terrified people. In every one of these paintings, a pair of monsters are holding aloft a scroll which has strange words are written in unknown language. I need a sanity roll from both of you, please. I failed. Oh Jesus Christ! I, need I passed. You. Okay, so uh, Dan, you are going to take just one sanity point loss, and I need you to roll one d3, Jared. Two. All right, two. All right. Okay, so what's a fifth of your sanity? That will be twelve. Okay, and you have okay, so you're still good right now. But you see, you both feel this eeriness as you look. And you notice that on these are seven different phrases on these paintings here. And they are weird and hard to read. And you also notice, though, that there are, there are paintings in there. And as you're looking through, Jared, you see one. As you're going through, you're going through more rapidly. And you see one, and it looks like you. It looks like a version, full-body version of you. And it's all white in the background. And it's like you're just staring at yourself right now.
3: Uh, Yeah, definitely. uh, Jared is going to just, you know, just drop it immediately, drop it to the floor, step out of the room, and just start walking out to the front, out of the, uh, just just start walking out.
0: You, these phrases that you see on the seven drawings, Jared, that you can't make, And your tongue can't seem to wrap around them. But they seem to burn in your head. You're not quite sure what they are. All you know is that they seem to be too many consonants or too many vowels. They don't make sense. And they just ring around in your head over and over again. And as you turn to walk off, Dan, you're looking at him. And there's a second where you look and you see the mirror of the dresser. And you see a figure in the mirror. And he seems to be staring right back at you. looks to be a ghost-like figure. Matter of fact, it's the same figure that you saw that was in that painting with the slashed neck. And he's just staring eyes wide open, not blinking at you. I need you to roll me a sanity roll, please.
4: Oof, got a 75.
0: The good news is you only lose one dot of sanity at this point. Yeah, because it's a very minute sanity roll. (laughs) Jared's like, where the fuck have these been for me, goddammit? But you definitely feel shaken obviously because then when you close your eyes and you open them again you notice that the figure in that mirror is no longer there and you see yourself the ex-reform junkie staring back what's going on in your head at this moment when you see that
4: dan's definitely spooked he's kind of uh scratching his forearm a little trying to keep it together he's kind of piecing some things together he's thinking back to the sketch pad that he found and that the initials on that were J.S. as well. And at first he had thought maybe it was Jared's, because, you know, J., but he remembers his last name is Kelly, so that's why the initials stuck in his mind. So it's J.S. on both of these works of art, and the fact that they're very disturbing, and now they're behind a sealed room, and what he thinks he saw that he didn't see, he's feeling extremely creeped out right now. Like, he did not sign up for this crap. And I think his next move is going to be to kind of get out of that room and make sure the ladies outside are safe.
0: And when you are coming to this realization, boom, behind you, Christy, you hear the door for number 11 just rattle. And Deborah, you turn around and look and you see the it rattles so hard that the number 11 just kind of spins. And it looks like an equal sign as it just gently like rolls a little bit and rocks as it falls in that position as you see the dust shake. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys.
2: Deborah's like her first instinct when she saw Jared come out would to be to kind of uh, start following him and making sure that he's okay. But then, like I'm assuming this all happens like really quick. Yeah. And the boof happens She just and like shares a look with Christy.
0: Christy, it's like about like a foot. You turn and look, and the store's like a foot in front of you. That's you're almost like kind of back to it a little bit.
1: Yeah, Christy would have done much the same as Deborah, like jumped a little bit.
0: (laughs) You see it shake again, rattle. As you, Jared, are coming to the door. You 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 see that door rattling. The eleven now is like an equal sign almost.
3: You still have the gun, right?
2: Yeah, I, I have it and she Deborah will get it ready.
3: Okay. He'll try the door handle you know ready to like you know tensing to jump out of the way if need be
0: you try the door handle and when you turn it one way you feel something on the other end turning it the other way like when you were a kid and you didn't want to let your sibling in on the room
3: Hey, you know as soon as he feels like he's just gonna like re- immediately just snatch his hand back and just back away from the door Are you- who, who, who's ever in there uh, come out with your hands up we have a gun
0: you see the door rattle again are you backing up towards the hallway to get away from the door a little bit are you guys like yeah okay
3: i am at least i don't know about the others
0: you see like jared slowly backing down the hallway what are you three doing
4: dan is very interested in seeing why jared is backing up first he's he thought he saw something but he's not sure he's kind of seeing jared now as a guy that's yellow-livered he's getting scared about everything Every time he hears something, the guy just has to walk it off and he seems freaked out. So he probably thinks that Jared's either making it up or he just thought he heard, you know, felt something on the other side. So he the second he backs up, Dan's going to go in and very forcefully try to open that door and bang on it. Like, all right, if anybody's in there, back it the fuck up because I'm going to kick this door down.
0: So you bang on it and you're like, if anyone's there, you're going to boom. And you see the door booms again in the middle of you saying that as you stand there and realize that something is pushing back on you, almost doing the same thing to you, whatever's in this room, do you still wish to open it?
4: Uh, Dan's going to look at Deborah. <laughs> <and> say,
2: <laughs> he's going to look at Deborah and say, you any good with that gun? I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. And she'll, uh, Deborah will kind of get off to the side a little bit. So when Dan like kicks it open or whatever, she could just like, look in the room real quick and blast if she needs to
1: where are you christy during this i'm deciding to help dan on this (laughs) oh because she's stronger than him
0: okay so you 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 three are kind of like around dan while jared's backing up huh is that is that how i view it like you guys are three are standing around the door and jared you're backing up almost to like where door like sixes in a way you're kind of like just backing up to give a good space all right so what do you choose to do dan what are you gonna do
4: all right, Deborah. I'm going to open this door and uh, I'm going to get out the way. If you see anything like a, a big animal or, you know, crazy person,
2: if it's a person, try to shoot the extremities. If it's an animal, shoot to kill. Deborah just like quickly nods her head. And as you can see that she's beginning to focus on what she needs to do. So he's going to jiggle the doorknob and he's going to look at Christy and say,
4: all right, on three. We, I'm going to turn the knob, and the two of us are going to just shoulder our way in. Got it?
0: You got it. So go ahead and give me a strength roll, both of you, please. Seven under 80.
4: 57 out of 65.
0: So you see them, and you're watching this, Jared, and you see your wife with this gun, like, pointing. And you just see them go, one, two... Boom! And they just like hit their shoulder onto the door and you hear the wood crack and the door like kind of falls down. You both are kind of like lose your balance for a little bit. You see them kind of both like tumble in there. You guys get to your feet and the room is empty.
1: Give me a spot hidden both of you, please. 27 over
4: 25. I failed the hell out of that with a 98.
1: A 98? Oh
0: crap. Yeah. Okay. So what's your spot hidden score? Like, like what, what do you 30. have to roll on? 30. Okay, it's so a critical failure. Christy, you're looking around the room, and you see Dan, like, he's just, like, like trying to find something in this room. You see him, like, he's, like, lift, trying to move around stuff, and you see the, there's a moment where he's, like, pull, he's pissed, and he's just pulling this dresser, seeing if there's anything behind it. And as he goes and tries to pull this dresser, because there's just this bed and dresser in there, you see the dresser kind of starts toppling. And there's a moment, like, oh, shit, shit, and you're, like, trying to, like, tell him to move out of the way, and the dresser falls. And you see it like hits his ankle, Dan's ankle. And you see like almost like rolls a little bit. And then it falls on like the lower part of his leg. And you just kaboom, as like this, this dresser falls. You feel this pain shooting up your leg, Dan. You're going to take one damage, please. As you guys are both, you're staring down. You hear this loud bang, Deborah, And you kind of shake for a little bit. But you see nothing in the room. And Jared, you're kind of like listening. And at the moment you hear something, all of a sudden you feel something on your shoulder. And you turn and you look. And you see this face looking at you. Maybe it was a face at one time. You just see the skin has slacked off of it and you see like maggots are coming out of its mouth and its tongue is bloated and its skin looks to be grayish and you see its eyes are just wide open. And you see the skull, like the skin seems to be sliding off its skull and the hair looks oddly long and disproportionate. And you smell this rank rotting meat smell coming from its mouth That's it's like, ah, and I need you to give me a sanity roll, please. Sorry, dude. Like, okay. it's, it's, I feel bad. I don't mean to be like... You're you.
3: making the sensitive virus be the one who goes crazy. Now, you just saying, you know, he's going to cut his wrist, get a trip and paint in the wall with his own blood. Yeah,
0: I know. Yes,
3: I made it. I got a six. Okay.
0: You don't lose any sanity. You turn and look and you just see this and it has you by one hand. Deborah. Mm-hmm. you just see out of the corner of your eye you look at your husband and you see your husband like turning and he's looking and there's a thing looming over him and you smell like the first a smell hit you this rotten smell and you see ah, you see his mouth's open it's like leaning forward to like come towards him what are you doing get
2: down (laughs) Damn!
0: <laughs> so, you hear this? Get down because it hasn't quite grasped you yet. Like it's just slowly, like, I was trying to paw at your shoulder. You know, like that's when you turn around and look. So you kind of duck. Okay, give me a firearms roll, please. And luck, please don't critical fail and hit me.
2: So I got a seventy-three out of twenty-five.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know what your luck is. You can potentially get it lower than twenty-five, but you'd spend all your luck points. You know what I mean? I,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: It's your call. It's, yeah, I'm not going to make you, you know what I mean? Like, no, no,
2: but that seems reasonable that, like, she doesn't want to hit her husband. Like, that would be absolutely terrible. I'm trying to think math-wise if that would work. I don't
0: know what your luck is, to be honest.
2: It's 55.
0: Uh, you have two left if you
3: spent, like, 53 of them.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do that and spend 53 of my points.
3: Like, oh, my know, gosh. You just get away with, like,
2: 48, so that's it, 48, I think.
0: Yeah. So you, you aim with this hunting rifle, and you pull the trigger, and you feel the kick, and you see that hit, and you hear this loud noise, Christy, after you see this boom, this dress on his leg, and you see the screen, you hear this, wow, oh, gunshot, and you look behind you, and we'll stop for the session.
2: We started out as a World of Darkness podcast, but we have expanded our gameplay to multiple systems, Make sure to check out our games in Delta Green, Call of Cthulhu, Pathfinder, 13th Age, and much more